training camp is almost upon us. I don't know about you, but I know I'm super excited for the 23-24 season. Even though it's been kind of a quiet summer. Unexpectedly quiet. Perhaps too quiet. Dylan and Chris from the Armchair GM Podcast, we're going to get into it. Well, Chris, are you just as uh, surprised as I am that the team and Conroy and Aginla haven't really done all that much all summer? Well, yes. We heard a lot of big talk from Craig when he first took the podium, when he was announced as the GM. I've seen zero action. Am I surprised by that? Yes and no. I'm kind of in the same boat, man. Like it makes sense because we've heard so much about how, you know, the offers for, for specifically for Hannafin and, and Lindholm have been maybe a little bit low and there's time, right? Like if it were my choice, my preference wouldn't be having, you know, guys who don't want to play on the team or don't want, don't see them, selves having a future with the team on the team like period um now i do think i think lindholm ends up extending um but hannafin's as good as gone it's just a matter of when and i'm kind of in the you know i'm in my mind if we have hannafin for let's say 30 40 games then the team is getting used to you know, they're gelling with Hannafin on the team. And then once he leaves the team, that'll be a big, you know, it could be a big problem for the success for, you know, the next 10, 20 games. So I'd rather it start off without him. Uh, I mean, it's obviously it would be ideal. Um, It's not super realistic. Players get traded mid-season quite a bit. Um, on on all teams, they I mean they're professionals. They they need to learn to adjust. And if if it if it means that we're out of sync for ten games, then quite frankly, Coach uh, Huska hasn't done his job. In in my opinion, but I I do understand what you mean. I mean obviously there there is that that gelling as a team, that camaraderie and 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 whatnot from your from your back end, especially. I mean it's a super important position. Yeah, and so and and also he logs a lot of minutes, right? So players are going to have to be ready to step up on those minutes, and um, you know, obviously one of the only ones that won't be able to do that will be Anderson because he's going to be playing more than Hannafin as it is, I believe. Yeah, I think Weger probably will be too. Yep, I think Weger is going to be a a big part of this team uh, next year, and and well for a few years to be honest, he's really proven himself to be. Uh, um enjoying his his role as as somewhat of a leader um you know we'll see if that translates into in into some positivity for next year yeah <laughs> we'll and see he, he doesn't seem to have a problem saying what's on his mind publicly which is a breath of 100 yeah i mean look at me he uh he made mention that that uh 
Calgary needs a new arena. And then, you know, within 10 days, I think it was, they announced it um, uh, with the, with the mayor and everything. So, I mean, he gets shit done. <laughs> right. <laughs> he's, he's like the, uh, that was easy button. All he has to do is talk and all of a sudden that right. was easy and things get done. Yeah. Um, yeah where, where the hell was that four years ago? <laughs> yeah, that would have been nice. Um, <laughs> It was being stifled because the coaching staff and people weren't letting Kachuk become a leader. That's right. Anyways. <laughs> um, <laughs> so I think, what you know, considering there's not all that much to talk about, because uh, nothing new has happened since uh, pretty much since the Sharon Govich trade. Um I think what would be good is to do a little bit of projection. Um, maybe not for all the players on the team, just because a bunch of them won't, you know, may not be on the team at the end of the year. Uh, probably won't be on the team to start the following year. Uh, so maybe just doing some projections for a few of the players that uh, we see being on the team um, for the foreseeable future. What do you think? I like it. I bet you we have two different lists as far as that goes. Uh huh. Actually, actually, we probably we probably don't. We probably don't. Well, so there's probably a couple of uh, you know a couple of differences, but yeah, there's definitely probably a couple of differences on who we'd like to be there, but maybe not so much on who will who we think will be there. That's um, true. Unfortunately, those lists are different. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, let's just start at the top. First of all, do you think Lindholm resigns? I've I've got him resigning. I am I'm I think he will. But what do you think? Um Yeah, I, I think he will. Um I think it's going to be for too much money, personally. Me too. But Probably too long. I, 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 yeah, yeah. Calgary's known for those six to eight year contracts. Which, not saying that he's not going to be a productive player in six to eight years, but he certainly, in my opinion, won't be worth the eight to nine that he's projected to be making. You're, <laughs> I don't know. Six seems good to me. I'd be okay with six. I'd be frustrated with eight, but six seemed would would be perfect in my well four would be perfect in my mind but six would be That's tolerable right. i'd be okay with six um yeah. then that way his contract kadri's contract come off at the same time that would be you know, nice you know that would that would be a a big chunk of change right yeah i mean too big you know not big but two uh the top two centers on the team probably would still be the top two centers on the team and depending on how um, guys like Zary and um, what's that kid's name we just drafted, Hanzek, how how they come Hanzek. up and what yeah. kind of uh, you know positions they end up playing because they they can both play the wing, but they're both natural centers, I believe. Yeah. Coronado too actually plays uh, plays center, but is a natural winger, so you never know. Yeah, that's um, kind of like like. Like Dubé, right? He can play center. I prefer him on the wing. Yeah, I do too. 
I'd like him to work out on in center, but he's definitely better on the wing. Um, yeah. So let's start with Lindholm, since we both think he's going to extend and stay. Yep. What are you thinking that he gets for uh, for goals and, and points? For goals? <laughs> um, I mean, he, he's only been 30 or more in one season, and that was the 21-22 season where he had 42 playing with Goudreau and Kachuk. Yeah. Um, I think I think a, a 25 to 28 uh, goal season would be something I can see him, you know, unless Huberdeau and him can actually play together for a big chunk of time and, and actually play well together, which I absolutely can see that being the case if, if they're given time to adjust to each other. I think he's our best shooter, um, and and Huberto is the best passer, yeah. so it, it makes sense. Yeah, yeah, exactly. If if he if we can spend a bunch of time with uh, with Huberto, I I see him easily getting thirty five goals. Thirty five, eh? Wow. Yeah. I've I've I put yeah. up thirty one. Um, I think he's definitely like I think he's got thirty five in him. I don't think he's a forty goal scorer in the league, like consistently no. whatsoever. No matter who he plays with even if he was still playing with Chuck and Gaudreau, you know. Um, but I do think that he has 30-ish. I put 31, but 30-ish. Um, yep. I'm surprised you have more goals because you're usually a little bit more conservative on that type of thing. I am, but I, I really think last season there, there, that was a huge mistake um, pulling Huberto off that line so quickly and not giving him a, a chance to adjust to a, you know, obviously a different style of play than what he had played his entire career. Yeah. Um, and, and not, you know, they, they let Uyghur kind of get out, out of his funk. They gave him the minutes and, and whatnot. And, and he ended up being a really productive player by the end of the season. And I think the same could have been uh, done with Huberto. And, and I think he would have been much more productive than, than, than he ultimately ended up being even though he was coming on uh, pretty good at the end of the season and yeah. uh, you know, looking a lot better. But, but I, I mean, he was still playing with, with people that are not shooters, right. That aren't goal scorers. So. Yeah. I think that's important for, for Huber though, is to have targets for his passes that will shoot. And I think one thing that's mm -hmm. very um, maybe underrated, uh, an underrated reason as to why Huber though, um, didn't mix with Kadri so well is because they both want to carry the puck all the time. As yeah. you know, you look at Gaudreau, Gaudreau wanted to carry the puck all the time. So if you have a guy who wants to carry the puck and let the play, if you have two guys that want to carry the puck and let the play develop in front of them, then you only have one target. Whereas if you have one yeah. guy that likes to do that, then you have two targets, right? It just makes more sense. Um, yeah, I agree. So yeah, I've I've got him for thirty-one goals and seventy-five points. Um, not not a point per game, but close to it. Yeah, I, I think he'll fall short of it too. Um, I I figure somewhere around the seventy-eight to yeah seventy-five to seventy-eight mark for uh, for points. Fair enough. Um, well, let's stick with centers and go with Kadri. Um. 
I was frustrated with Kadri because he definitely kind of, I think he got in, he got in the same rut that, um, that the coach did last year where he spent most of the season trying to prove a point against the coach instead of actually playing the game. Um, However, he did enough damage in the first 20 games that he was above his career averages. Everybody keeps saying, oh, Kadri needs to bounce back. And it's like, this is over his career average. Like, this is better than about, like, what he did last year was already better than most of his seasons. It doesn't make sense. Uh, (laughs) Exactly. uh, I actually had him for the exact same stat line as far as goals and assists, which is 24 goals and 32 assists, 56 points. Um, Mm -hmm. But I think it's going to be more spread out throughout the year. So he's going to be more consistent. And I think he's not going to be a minus 19, which. um, He he freaking well better not be. Yeah. Uh, That's what I I, I actually, I, I agree with that. Um, You know, 56 is. I mean, it's it's even still a bit higher than what he normally would produce, aside from his you know his one season, right? Yeah. I mean, he only had one other year that was higher than fifty six, and that was that was back in two thousand sixteen, two thousand seventeen. Um, and you know that was you know he, he was even with sixty one points that season, he was still a minus seven. You know, so yeah, I, I feel like if if he can. Be more defensive, you know. But it's it's hard to say, right? Is Huska going to play more of a defensive uh, style with these guys, or is he going to bring in a, a, a new flashy offensive style, right? Yeah. In which case, if 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 it's the offensive style, I can honestly see him being even less than than that fifty six. I can see him being closer, like forty nine to maybe fifty two, um, as far as points, because. I, I think he he thrives on more of a kind of a, a thug style of of play opposed to finesse, right? Because he's he's not finesse. Yeah, he likes to crash and bang. Uh, yeah, uh, you know, per se, in front of the net mm-hmm. and try and get those dirty rebounds and stuff like that, um, which yeah. also doesn't make sense for a guy who likes to carry the puck. But anyways, right. <laughs> um. Anyone who's listened to the show knows that neither Chris or I are huge Kadri guys. But uh, I think the reason I I kind of said not minus 19 is, as we'll talk about later, I think Markstrom's not going to be nearly as bad. And that's going to lead to a more of a transition game for Kadri and for for the rest of the team. So I I think that... um, and and the defense isn't going to be all out of sorts all season like it or at least most of the season like it was um right maybe less uh blatant giveaways where the all the forwards are all you know just more confident play from and hopefully more gelling uh from the whole team and i just i think that that's going to uh, you know boost his plus minus but not not his actual stats yeah, yeah, I can I can agree with that. I think there, I I think there'll be a boost with with the team this year 
just based on on the feeling in the room and, and just I think there'll be a a tighter group and I, I think that will translate into better team play. Yeah. You know, yeah, no, you... I, I agree with that too. I, I, I think that you know even just with Huberto being more comfortable with where he's at and and same with Uyghur and Kadri yeah. for that matter. You know, those are three really big pieces you know guys who take up a lot of ice time and if you're not comfortable and you're not comfortable with the coach and you're not comfortable with where you are then things aren't going to go well that's what happened last year right um but that's kind of where i am too with the team um do you see adam raziska as a center as a center no 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 um i i do right now because only because I don't think Backlund's going to stay. And because we have so many wingers and not enough centers. Yeah, I mean, that's true. Um, I mean, Sharinkovic is center as well, right? Uh, Sharinkovic you- is a center, but um, he's played wing the last few a uh, couple well he's only oh. played two years so he's yeah. he can play center but he usually plays wing yeah and then you got Dubé who's listed as a as a center but it's better I, on the wing. I honestly yeah I, I prefer him on the wing um you know you know but then you know if we're putting if we're putting Adam in in Backlund's place if you will you know, then we're limiting, you know, the guys coming up as well, right? I think. Yeah, but we I mean at this point we need a fourth line center anyway. So Yeah. So I mean, as as long as he puts in some freaking effort this year, I I'm totally comfortable with him playing full time, right? I mean the year before when, when he was um the uh, when he when he was really putting in the effort and he and he looked really good on the ice, it was great. But then last year he just floated, and I freaking hated that. Well, he I thought he played really well last year. Um, remember, I want to say maybe ten games in or something. Huberto was hurt for a couple games, and Ruziska mm-hmm. got basically plugged into his spot, and played really, really freaking well, like really well. But then, you know, the quote-unquote superstar player came back from injury and got put back there. And then Ruzisco went down right. the lineup and then got frustrated and decided to stop giving a fuck. Yeah. Um, and yeah. I, I, no, you're, you're right. He did He did have a, a good stretch there. But, I mean, if your attitude is going to get the best of you, you know, you, you're in your second year of, of playing, not even full-time yet. And and if you're gonna get sulky because you know our 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 eight times ten million dollar fucking player comes back into the lineup, yeah. like you need to adjust some 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 of your thinking. I, I agree. Um my my projection for him is for, for Rosisco is actually pretty high because I think that the way the team is built and like there's just gonna be more you'll see this with quite a few of my projections um mm-hmm. 
there's just going to be more chance. Like, I think Ruziska is going to get some power play time. I think mm-hmm. he's going to get some five on five shit, like a lot more five on five shifts and games. Um, um, I keep, I put 22 goals down, but I think I'm going to go back on what I said there and, and say 18, mm-hmm. 18 goals and around 45 points. I mean, I mean to to more than more than double his his uh, career high of twenty. I mean, I I can see him doing if he can if he can stay in the lineup long enough, right? Because well, he played forty four games last year, so I think he'll I think he'll play at least sixty sixty five games this year. Yeah, you know if he can stay healthy, which he doesn't seem to really have an issue there. Um, yeah. I mean, eighteen would be would be great production from him. I mean, that was, that was pretty much where, uh, Dubé, you know, sat right. Yeah, I did sat the last two seasons was 18. And, you know, if we can get 18 out of Adam, I'd be ecstatic. I couldn't agree more. Um, and I, I, I do think it's, I think it's very, I think 20, 20 plus is possible for him. I, he is a very talented player. He's he shown some very, very silky hands, and mm-hmm. he just something in his head isn't isn't clicking. That's all. That's what's happening. And I'm hoping yeah. it clicks, and I'm hoping that he gets the opportunity and gets. I, I think he's got 18 in him at least, which is a career yeah. high, obviously. It um, is a career high, but I, I mean, it's it's super doable for him. Yeah. He's got the talent, he's got the size, he's got the he even showed some some grit at times when when he mm-hmm. plays well, he shows a little bit of grit. Um so I don't mind that at all. Um speaking of career high, uh Dylan Dubé we were just talking about. I've mm-hmm. got him down for 53 points, 24 goals, which is six more goals than he's got. I believe both of the last two seasons he sat at 18. Um That's correct. But he was that he's been that guy also who's been um uh, I'll give you an exact example. He was on the first line with Toffoli and Lindholm for a few games. He had seven points in two games, and then the next game he got demoted to the fourth line. Right. What? <laughs> it made no sense to anybody. Um, and it wasn't because somebody was coming back to the lineup. It was just because Sutter was like, he didn't like something. He said, I don't fucking know. Yeah, we, we, there's no way we can sit here and figure out what the fuck Sutter was thinking in, in a lot of what he did last year. Yeah. Um, I I think taking him off the line with, with Kadri was a huge mistake. They started the season off on fire. And, and, and anytime they, they played together, they brought it back. Yeah, and the, the fact that that you know Dylan was moved in and out of that lineup just shows how stubborn Sutter was last year. And how, I mean, you know, we call it proving a point, but I still can't fathom what that point could possibly have been. Yeah, that like, yeah, you're the boss. We get it. 
that let's go win some fucking games. And the only way to do that is to put players that work well with players. Like, and he, and he has to that. succeed. Yeah. And then give them the chance to do so. Um, and I've been saying it for a couple of years. You know, Dubé's that, that guy for me who is on the cusp of breaking out and becoming like an actual full-time second line player. And he's really good on the PK as well. Um, mm-hmm. which yeah, like. actually he, he did surprise me with that last year. He was, he was looking pretty good there. Yeah. Um, I, uh, I, when, when I, when he first started showing up on the, on the, on the penalty kill, I was, I was a bit skittish. I'm not going to lie, but mostly just cause it's unknown. Right. He, yeah. It was really, it was really this last season that that started being a thing. Mm-hmm. Um, well, let's move to, uh, well, what, what are you thinking for, uh, for Dubé for, for goals? He played all 82 games last year, which was which is nice. And he had 18. I think Huska is going to put him in a better position to succeed, and I think he gets 27. 27. You've got him yeah. three more than me. I've got him at 24. I've got him at 53 I, points, which would be career high. And and you know how much I've I've shat on on Dubé over the years. Um, That's why I said that, I, like I said it. <laughs> mm-hmm. I I really enjoyed watching him in in a lot of games last year, which is something I had never done with him in the past. Mm-hmm. Um, I felt like whatever he did to prepare himself last off season was very productive, and I think will keep him. As as a as a middle six at the very least for a very a very long time. I don't see him spending any time on the fourth line like ever again. Um, at least until I, he's in his mid thirties. You know. Yeah. Um, That's, that would be a I huge agree. mistake, and I think not only because he's from the area and he's you know seems to be really like I think he is a low-key leader on the team even though he's young still um the way Coronado talked about how Dubé um brought him in and Peltier as well talked about how how Dubé brought him in and showed them showed him the ropes and uh, I, I think Coronado was staying at Dubé's place and apparently he's just really good with the younger players um so I think that not putting him in a spot to succeed and not letting him do so is going to drive him away at this point in his career. And I think that that would be a mistake because yeah. we all know how much people, players don't always love to be in Calgary. I mean, I'm in Calgary. I don't understand why they don't love to be in Calgary. I know. I, as far as cities go, I'm not a city person, but as far as cities go, Calgary's always been uh, one of I mean, the only ones I've ever been to that I spend any time in and not go crazy. <laughs> I uh, a couple of weeks ago, I spent um, almost a full week in the Toronto area, and holy shit, I couldn't 
couldn't wait to get out of there. <sighs> yeah. You should tell your family to move back to Canada uh, to Calgary. Yeah, Canada. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> um I mean he makes he makes really good money there, so it's gonna be a hard sell. Chris so can't let's, afford to live. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Let's move on to a guy who's from the Toronto area, I believe, uh, Andrew Mangiapani. Again, a, a guy that neither you or I are insanely high on. Um, had shoulder surgery in the offseason. Uh, apparently, he was dealing with the, sh- the shoulder injury for the vast majority or the whole season even. But well, I mean, I don't know how his shading. Yeah, that's my biggest issue with him has always been falling over for no apparent reason all the time. But um, I still I think he's got more in him than we saw last year. But I don't think he's got anywhere near in him what we saw the year before. I don't think he's a 30 goal guy. Never mind the 35 goal guy. I think that was a massive outlier. But I see him getting like 22, 25 goals, something somewhere in there. Um, and pushing 50 points, but not getting, not getting there. I got him for 46 points, 22 goals. Twenty-six assists. Yeah, I mean that's how many assists he had last year. Um, I mean, before, I mean, aside from the one outlier season, his career high in goals was 18. And I've always considered him a, a 20 goal guy. So, yeah, no, the, that, yeah, <laughs> that makes sense to me. Yeah. I mean, if he gets 22, great, I guess. And if he, <laughs> right. and again, put players in, the place that's best for them. And yeah. if Backlund stays, I don't think he will, but Manjipani and Coleman have shown a ton of chemistry in the past. And Backlund have, has shown a lot of chemistry with, so like, just keep that line together, call it the two mm-hmm. B line. I, I don't care. Just keep it together. Um, as, as much as you possibly can, because it works and it's worked for a couple of years. Um, yeah, that's that's the way I look at it, anyways. With with Mangiapane, and every time he gets moved into the top six, he disappears, and then he gets moved down, yeah. and then he comes back to life. So just yeah. keep him where it works. <laughs> yeah, that's right. He, uh, you know, he he w- was the recipient of of a couple of players that played really well together last year when he was playing with with Dylan and and Nazem. Yep. Um, so at the start, I, I, but I don't I don't necessarily think that he should be on the line with them again. Um, I I would be one hundred percent comfortable with with Dylan and and Nazem starting the season together. Um, personally, I would. Maybe think about putting uh, Pelche um, with them. That would be my first my first thing to try if I were Ryan Husko. Mm-hmm. Pelche with those two because I think Pelche has 
what everything Andrew Mangiapane has, except he doesn't fall over as much. Yeah. And obviously, like he doesn't have it now because he's still really fresh in the league. But I feel like his career arc will look a lot like Mangiapane's. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I can see that. I mean, he's still you know fairly little guy, but he's not afraid. Yeah, um, he's not afraid to get dirty out there. So, I I was pleasantly surprised with what I saw from him. Uh, uh, last season, obviously, I've seen him, a, you know, a, a few times when he's been playing for, uh, you know, the the Wranglers and the and the Heat. But to see him actually in the NHL, I thought he I thought he did quite well. I didn't really see anything really negative to, uh, in 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 his game. I didn't see a reason or, to take him out of the lineup once. Not at all. No, not at all. No. Um. What What do you have Pelche down for? For uh, points, eh? So last year he had three goals, four assists uh, in 24 games. And really I think he'll... games. Yeah, yeah. And and really didn't really have any time to um, stick on a line and, and get um, get acclimatized to having, having line mates. So I, I can see him getting, I'll say, I'm going to say 12 goals. And that's going to be conservative because I don't know that he's going to play more than 50 games this year. I want him to play at least 65 to 70. Um, But I feel like there's a lot of guys that are coming or trying to steal jobs away this year that are going to get a legitimate chance. Um, So I think if anything, it's, it's his position to lose. And I, I don't, I don't think he's going to. I mean, he's he's got he seems to have a lot of drive, a lot of heart. So I think he'll I think he'll stay. And I'd like to see him play a good 70, 75 games. And, Me too. You know, so. Like I don't see him playing all all, all eighty two. Like how how many did you say you see him playing? Like sixty. Well, I was thinking like fifty five to sixty, but I I don't see it being that low unless he's injured. Yeah, but that's that's fair. Even if he gets moved down the lineup, I don't see him getting removed from the lineup for for twenty two games. I just I yeah. can't see it. But yeah, never know. Yeah, so that's a good point. 12, 12 I mean, goals. yeah, and I think if if he's able to play, you know, sixty five to seventy games, then. I would uh, put him up closer to uh, 16 goals. I I had him for 16 goals. That's that was kind of the mid range of of where I where I thought. So I just put it right there at 16, 41 mm. points. So 16 goals, 25 assists. Yeah. Um, especially if he's playing with Dubé and Kadri, I think that uh, he'll be able to fish out a lot of pucks for those guys and. and yeah. That'll be a hard yeah, forechecking I line. I I like the idea of that line. Even though I'm not a cadre guy, I like the idea mm-hmm. of that line and the excitement that and the speed that that line can bring and the forecheck that line yep. can bring. It'd be a lot of effort. <laughs> right? It'd yeah. be a whole lot of effort. Uh, as long as Kadri decides to 
you know, not stop trying after 20 games. I wonder if uh, Ryan Huska can can beat can what? Sorry, that he can beat the sense into Kadri uh, oh. that to to let him know that he's not actually going to skate through defenders. Okay, bad, you think he'll get that through to him? Bad joke incoming. We should send him down to the Lethbridge Hurricanes. Oh, wow! <laughs> wow! Maybe yeah. that coach will never mind. <laughs> <clears throat> Switch it up. Smash that like button, everybody. Are, are we are we gonna get canceled for that? <laughs> we might. <laughs> well, let's move on to uh the big the big drop off from last year, Huberto. Um we all know biggest drop off a points drop off in NHL history. I don't think there's any way in, in hell that he gets anywhere close to the small amount of points he got last year. Um, I, I don't agree. Think there's any way in hell he gets as many points as he had the year before. Nope. Um, but I, he's but I think, I think he gets 87 points. Oh, I think, I think he's going to be on a mission this year and he is going to, you know, obviously he's always been basically a, a point per game player. Yep. Um, for the for the most part, and and I think he's he's going to get back into that and 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 then some. Well, he had like four straight seasons of over a point a game before last year, mm-hmm. including a few that were well over a point a game. So yeah, I had him for eighty four points, which is just over a point a game. Mm-hmm. Um, twenty four goals. What do you think for goals? He's not a shooter, right? So I, I think that... he, he's he's not a shooter, which is weird because there's a few times where he took shots and and they were beauties. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, I kind of agree. I put him at the 24, 25, 26 goals. Do you remember that game we went and saw in Chicago, where the only exciting thing that happened for the Flames it wasn't in Chicago; it was against Chicago. But yeah. You, Huberto just absolutely put on a goal scoring clinic with the one goal he he uh he scored yeah. there. It was absolute beauty and then the whole rest of the game was just absolutely terrible. <laughs> it was it was one of I mean, I put it in top twenty worst games that I've watched as far as flow and 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 just the team as a whole. Yeah. And and bear in mind, I, I sat in the dome during the nineties. Yeah. So so there's that, and I put that game in in the top twenty of of bad games. It was horrendous. There was just there was sure. nothing to get excited about that whole game, a minus that 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 one goal from Huberdeau. It's really but, telling when you're in a in the Flames building, and like ninety percent of the fans that are in the building have their head down as they're walking out. I mean, <laughs> the dome is notoriously bad for for being quiet during during a regular season game. Mm-hmm. And and the atmosphere, I mean obviously if they win the atmosphere is better, but if they if they lose like there's not a lot of anger or, or hatred or anything like that after a game is just more disdain and Damn yeah, it. 
you know. Yeah. And there's complacency. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 It's 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 a weird dynamic. You if you if you leave like like some some other some other arenas, it it's different. It's definitely different. Absolutely. So interesting. You've got him for a couple more points than I do, but uh, we're in the same range, 84, 87. That's mm-hmm. good. Um, let's move on to the new guy, uh, Igor Sharangovich. Yeah. Um, he did not have a good last season, but his first season, he was a 20 goal scorer. Yeah. Um, last season, he wasn't given a whole bunch of opportunity because of that honestly absolutely stacked lineup in um in new jersey um but i i don't think he's gonna hit 20 i think he's gonna get 18 but for the price point i that and and his age and where he's probably gonna play in the lineup i think that's pretty uh pretty fair and 41 points, you know, I think that's fair. I think that's fair. So you have him on the third line, I presume? Or fourth? I have him on starting on the first line. And being that Dubé from last year, where he's moved up and down, never has really a, a constant line. He's he's gonna be moved up and down a lot, I think. Um partially because of his position flexibility and the fact that he can play center, play left, play right, play whatever. Um so I think he's gonna yeah. get enough chance to get 18 goals, but he's not gonna be always on the top line or always on the second line, you know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's fair. Um, I assume, um, I know we've already talked about both of them, but I assume, do you have Huberdeau playing with Lindholm? Oh, fuck yeah. yeah. Yep. So you've got, uh, and you got Igor uh, playing, playing uh, right wing then. I've got Igor playing right wing when he's there, which is, when he's there, yeah, he played right wing in his first season when he scored twenty. I think it was more than twenty, but I can't remember off the top of my head. Yeah, twenty-four. Yeah, yeah, um, twenty-four. So I think that he plays right when he's up there, and I do think that they're going to try Mangiapane up there because they always fucking do. You know, I think they're going to give. You know, Peltier the odd shift up there just to see. They're 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 gonna play Dubé up there probably a couple times. You know, I think they're just gonna give Lindholm and Huberdo all that time, and then they're gonna give other yeah. guys that time rotating. Which I'm not a huge fan of, but I just don't see anybody on the team who naturally fits there. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, not at the moment. Um, you know, that's what we've been clamoring for for quite a while. Yeah. yeah. Unloading, say, a Noah Hannafin to to bring in a, a, a true 
top line winger. Yeah. But it is what it is. I mean, Toffoli was not a true top line winger, but, you know, produced like it. Neil yep. was a, a, a true first line winger and then didn't work out whatsoever. Stopped giving a fuck once he got the paycheck. They have yep. tried. They've tried. Um, Hoodler even was a right winger that was working pretty good for the one year. You know, they've tried, but it just never works out for very long. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, where that are we? So, Sharon Govich, what, what do you have for how many do you figure he's got, Sharon Govich? Um, I, I think he's going to be around the 18 goal mark. So, same as me. And, and 18 goals, and, and I have him at around 43, 45 points. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good. I think I've gone for, for, uh, 18 and you know 41 points so i think the fan base will be happy if he gets 18 goals i do Three. yeah um yeah. last forward on i believe this is the last forward on my list mm -hmm. walker doer walker doer who came in last last year and really i mean you couldn't ask for anything more from him. He he only played 27 games, but in that 27 games, he had 11 points, seven goals, and four assists. Um, I I think he's going to be playing more than double that this season coming up. I think he's going to play every game that he's healthy for. Yeah, and and I I have him effectively. I, I think he's going to get closer to 20 goals this year. Oh, so do I. And then... Uh, I've got him for 18 I mean, he's and 18. 18. 18 and 18? That's funny. So I, so I have him at 20 and, and 24 because I think he he truly makes at least fourth-line players um, better when they're with him. I do too, and I, I also think that he's a massively underrated because of his um, Hathaway-ish play where he bangs and crashes mm -hmm. and plays a very fourth-line role. Yeah. Uh, he showed like he showed that he's not just that to me. Yeah. When he was given a chance, he had some silky plays, some really nice plays. He danced mm -hmm. around the offensive zone with the puck. He really has a nice shot. I don't think he's going to be on the fourth line all season. I think his home is on the fourth line, but I think injuries are going to, he's going to move up. Yeah, I think he'll bounce around. Um, I think he'll get probably 10 to 15 games on the third. And then, I don't know, maybe five to eight games on the second. I don't think he'll be on the first line, but I don't I mean, you never know. If if he's showing something that 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 needs to be seen by everybody, then you know why not? If it if it's going to work, but I I think he'll bounce 
between second and third uh, when he's when he's not on the fourth, but mostly yep. on the third, obviously. Mostly on the third, you think he'll take Coleman's spot? Coleman moved down. No, I mean I think there'll be situations where, um, you know, like say we have Mangiapane down there and he gets promoted to the second or first line, then you know we're going to have to put somebody in that position. So Walker moves up. Yeah. Do you not have Coronado making the team? I don't. I have him making the team to start, but I have him being sent down in the first five, ten games. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, Yeah. I agree with that. Yeah, I I mean... Not because I don't think he's good. No, no, no. Players have to develop. I mean, they have to develop. Not saying that he's not going to be a a really good player and that he's not a good player as it is, but no, he's going to need to spend a bit of time, get used to you know, non-college hockey. Schedule. I mean, he, he's he's used to playing what, like, forty games a year. Yeah. I mean, how much does how much does college play? It's like not it's many, like half. I don't know, but it's also yeah. like you have a week between games sometimes, two weeks. Like, it's not. Yeah. Um, it's yeah. not very often that you play. Um, and I think mm. that the best way to develop him and his game, because I don't think that throwing him onto a line with Huberto and Lindholm and into the fire against, you know, playing against um, fucking Shea Theodore and Alex Petrangelo and Alec Martinez all game. That's not fair to him. So I think that... No, it's not fair to him and it won't help his development at all. And neither will the fourth line. Right? Exactly. So first line in the minors. That's I think that's the best place for him for the first year at least. Interesting. Okay. But yeah, I I find it really interesting that you had doer for more than me because I thought that my 18 and 18 was a hot take. I really did. I thought that. I, I mean, I, I know not everybody shares my enthusiasm, but I just, I really saw something in him that, that seemed infectious for his line. And, and I really appreciate it. Obviously it, it was near the beginning of his of his time last year when he first few games it was just like holy shit look at this guy yeah. um I, I was i was actually quite surprised and and those were that was during the time when when luch was really having a hard time and he you could tell he absolutely loved playing with him cuz he dragged luch they, in. They, yeah he really did yeah yeah it was it was really something to see can you believe we've had seven months without an NFL game? Crazy, right? Well, good thing that's over. NFL is here in DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, is giving you a can't-miss offer for week one. This week, new customers can get $200 in bonus bets instantly when you bet just 5 bucks on any NFL game. DraftKings is hooking everyone up with a game day greatness. All customers can take advantage of two new offers every single game day in September. Check the app to see what you get. Download now and use code THPN to sign up. New customers can take home $200 in bonus bets instantly just for betting 5 bucks. That's code THPN. Only on DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www. 
1-800-GAMBLER.net. In New York, call 877-8-H-O-P-E-N-Y or text H-O-P-E-N-Y, that's 467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort, 21 plus, age varies by jurisdiction, void in Ontario. See dkng.com slash football for eligibility, terms, and responsible gambling resources. Bonus bets expire seven days after issuance. Eligibility and deposit restrictions apply. Well, I think we should get into some defense here, Chris. Uh, I don't see us ending the season with the, anywhere near really the same decor. I don't think Hannafin is the only defenseman that gets traded. Um, but I'm only going to project out Anderson and Uyghur because I just the only two that, that are relevant enough to talk about, I think, right now. Um, don't tell Zadarov I didn't call him relevant, please. <laughs> everybody everybody just hates on, on Big Z. I don't know why. I think I'm like in the minority. I think a lot of people are just uh, in love with the guy because he hits hard. Which I like. I'm not. A, I'm a huge fan of that. I'm, I'm. I'm not in love with the guy, but I appreciate what he brings, and I also appreciate his attitude and his his uh, straightforwardness. Genuine, yeah, yeah, his straightforwardness and his and his. He seems very genuine um, and and happy to be playing for the Flames. He does. He. I mean, he was like one of the only two guys to say he wanted to stay at the end mm -hmm. end of season meetings and it was him and Toffoli, funny enough. <laughs> yeah. Mm -hmm. Um well let's start with uh Rasmus Anderson who Rasmus Anderson I think is the best defenseman on the team. Like all around obviously Chris Tanev is the best defenseman on the team. But uh, <laughs> I think Rasmus Anderson is going to have a career high this upcoming season. I think he was well on pace before he got hit by a car last year to uh, have a have a really big breakout season. And I don't think he was anywhere near healthy when he came back. And I think that that affected his game for the remainder of the, of the year. Yeah, I agree. I mean, it was pretty evident. I mean, he, he he missed his career high by by one point, right? Yeah. So, do you have his stats up? Yep. What What's his career high in goals? Because eleven last year. Oh, oh, was it okay? I've got yep. him for fourteen goals, fifty four, uh, fifty four points, which I think is only a couple. A couple more points in his career high. Um, fifty is his career high, which was uh, the year before twenty one twenty two season, with yeah. uh, four goals and forty six assists. Okay. I uh, I feel like we're going to score a lot of goals this year. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and I I have him at at uh, forty eight assists and fifteen goals. Huh. I think he's going to start using that shot of his a lot more in the power play and on the, on the from the from the line because he's he's got a wicked shot when he uses it. So full transparency to everyone listening, um, Chris and I talked about which players we were going to talk about, but we didn't talk about which what our predictions were going to be. And I'm straight up shocked at how many um, predictions Chris has, just knowing knowing him and talking to him throughout the years, honestly. Um, how many of your predictions are just higher than mine? Because I thought... You generally, I'm a little bit more optimistic about stuff like that than you are. Yeah. So, I'm impressed with that. Cool. No, that that's great, and I think that he's hitting that time in a defenseman's career where you can start calling it the prime. And I yeah. think he's getting. He's still. He's taking steps every year, and he's already, you know. While he might not be a legitimate number one power play defenseman, he's a legitimate number one defenseman. Yeah, yeah, he he is a legitimate number one. Um, the uh, I saw something on he was on Facebook earlier today that that asked asked a question whether he's um, top twenty in the league. Where do you have him in the league? Do you have him in the top twenty? Um. I would, I mean, I'd have to have a list up, but I think that there are teams out there that don't have, there are a few teams out there that don't have Erasmus Anderson, but I think that there are teams out there that have two defensemen of his caliber or better. Um, I would probably put him in the, probably just under 20. Like, 22 to 25 range, something like that. Close to 20, though. Like, yeah. again, the number one defenseman, for sure. Yeah, that, that's exactly where I had him uh, between 20 and 25, is what I said. Yeah. And people are like, yeah, of course, you get the typical online uh, social media, you don't know hockey crap. And I was like, I don't know. I mean, I, I have a lot of appreciation for what he does for the Flames, and he, he's a really good defenseman. I just don't know that he's quite top he's, twenty yet. He's not. You know, he, he, Victor he very well. <laughs> he's not exactly. Roman Yossi. <laughs> he, he very well could be there in in the next two years, but yeah. at the moment, I don't think he's there yet. I think he's on his way to being. I'm not sure if he'll ever be a top ten, but he's. I, I think mm-hmm. he has the potential to level out at around fifteen. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, and it's funny. Like I don't. I I don't put a lot of stock in in goals, and, and the, it, I mean yeah. assists are, are they are what they are, but for defensemen, I I don't base my my defenders on on point production, right? I think he's I'm a lot a, better at defense than people give him credit for. He, you know what? It, the the last like last yeah. year and 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 the year before. He really amped up, but last year especially, he amped up, and and his his defense was a hell of a lot better than it than it was previous to uh, the twenty one twenty two season. 
Um, not to say that it was bad before, but it wasn't, you know, it wasn't, wasn't what it is now. That's for sure. Like he's, he's, he's amped it up, which is great. He's got a, he's got a great stick. Um, he's really good at following the play into the zone and, 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 and reading where the puck's going to go, which is nice. One thing that I think might be a little bit underrated, because I know that um, the WHL is not the AHL and the AHL is not the NHL, but Ryan mm-hmm. Huska coached, I, I believe, coached him in the WHL and the AHL. And mm-hmm. Anderson's come out and said Huska gets the best out of him and that he yeah. has a really good relationship with him. And, and that might... I'm not going to say that it is going to make him completely break out and all of a sudden become like a 65 point guy, but, and like, you know, legitimately a top, you know, 15 or 10 defenseman in the NHL. But I think that the possibility is there because when a coach can get the most out of a player, then players have career years. Sure. Look at Sutter two years ago. Career year, career year, career year, fucking everywhere. Right? Yeah. And and some people that nobody thought would excel in a, in a Sutter system, mm-hmm. i.e. Johnny Gaudreau. Yeah. <clears throat> so let's do Mackenzie Weger, who obviously had a really slow start. Um, and honestly looked like uh tj brody when tj brody was um not confident which i know you know what i'm talking about um confidence was always brody's biggest thing he'd let let the confidence uh sink for weeks at a time after one bad blunder um and that's kind of what happened to Uyghur to start the season i think but then the last third i want to say of the season i think that he stepped up and showed what he can do and i think he's going to have pretty much an entire season just like that i i do agree i think um i think we have ourselves a very strong candidate to be wearing a c he's carried himself off ice extremely well this this uh this offseason uh he was clearly one of the leaders in in the room and, and on the bench during during the play last year mm-hmm. and he uh yeah i i think he's i think he's only going to get better for us this year mm-hmm. i think he's gonna well he's gonna at least continue where he where he left off at the very least in, in my opinion and he's gonna play a lot of hannafin's minutes yeah 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 i mean his last year was he he played less minutes last year than he did the the uh, two previous seasons with Florida, and those were um, his two best, best years. Yeah, and and obviously a lot a lot of that had to do with obviously his production at the beginning of the season, um, as well as having uh, Hannafin and and Rasmus eaten up, you know, way more than than twenty minutes each, right? Mm-hmm. So i i think I think he's going to get back in in around the. 22 maybe 22 and a half minutes per game and and i i think with that he's gonna 
um, end up with closer to 45 points, which will be career high. Um, a career high. 44 is his previous career high. Yeah. That's funny. I had him for 45 points as well. I had him for 10 goals, 35 assists. Yep. That's pretty much exactly what I was thinking too. <laughs> I would put him that I would put him at a career high for goals and points. So uh yeah, it would. Because what's his career high for goals? Like eight? Eight. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Dead on, dead on predictions for us. Um so I didn't do Vladar because I don't think he's gonna be on the team. He's going to play some games for us. He is going to, mm-hmm. but he's not going to be on the team past the trade deadline. I think that would be a big mistake if he was. Um, not because they don't like him. I like Fredar, but um, mm. I like Wolf more. <laughs> um, but According to half our fan base, Wolf is the starter for this season. Let's not do that. Um, how many? Let's start with Wolf. How many starts do you have for Wolf? How many starts do I have for Wolf? Yeah. Ten. Okay, I got 12. Um, and I think... still only 22 years old, right? No, I know. I Um, I don't think... I mean, I honestly think he'll be a regular in the NHL in two years. Yeah. And by regular, you mean like a straight up 1B, not not a 1A even, right? Oh, yeah. No, he'll be a backup in two years, in my opinion. In okay. two years, he'll be, 20, he'll be 24 years old, and I think nope. he'll be ready to start being a backup. Like a 2020 start type of a guy. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. So if, if he got 10 starts, you said you think he's going to get 10? I think he gets 10, and that's only based upon what you what you're thinking will happen with with uh Vladar being traded away. Yeah. So obviously we'll have to have somebody in that in that uh backup role and yeah. there'll be two months left in the season. So I think he'll he'll get close to ten. What's your um how many wins do you figure he gets out of out of ten? Um, unfortunately, I think he gets eight of them. Unfortunately, yeah, it's unfortunate your your twenty two year old backup goalie gets eight out of ten wins because it'll be a huge controversy that he's that he's not still mm. not the backup the year after. Ah, I want I, I want him to do well. I really do. I don't. I I really don't think he's ready. He played the one game last year, and I didn't think he looked good. He was positionally out of out of place a lot. I I thought he was in the first period, and then the rest of the game, mm-hmm. I thought he really. Uh, looked better. He, he settled down. Yeah, he yeah. definitely looked better, but I mean. He he just to me showed that he just isn't quite ready, which yeah. which is fine. Like I said, he's twenty two years old. Yeah. See, I've it's got a, him for, a huge stage. Yeah. I've got him for eight out of twelve, not eight out. You've got him for eight out of ten. I got him for eight out of twelve. Um, okay. Which is honestly like, if your third goalie 
gets you eight out of the twelve. Yeah, you're happy with that. Um, yeah, and like his his stats, I I did the goalie projections with with stats involved as well. Um, I don't know if you did, but I nothing jumps off the page. You know, nine oh eight two fifty five average you know um and he's gonna play against um chicago and he's gonna play against san jose and he's gonna you know he's not anaheim maybe not anaheim but you know he's gonna play against those those teams right yeah so i think that he'll get the wins also the the flames players even though it's like a whole different team, but Flames players tend to play better in front of not their starter, and they have for fucking thirty years. <laughs> I mean, I was I was looking at that. I was having a conversation with uh, with with I know your 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 buddy uh, Clay. Um, I've been I've been yeah. online friends with him for quite some time. So I was having a, a chat with him about. About about that, because you're saying that that uh, Markstrom took more shots against than uh, Vladar did, but that's actually not the case. Like shots per game, you mean? Yeah, and I and I felt like Vladar faced more quality shots as well as more oh, yeah. shots. Hmm. Yeah. Markstrom played like absolute trash last year. Oh, he absolutely the, did. the goals the goals that he was letting in were just unbelievably weak. Yep. It was like and so the Edmonton series. Just, yeah, absolutely. Like he 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 was still I don't know, like sulking or like it just it messed him up that much. Like fuck, get over it. Be a professional and let's go, right? I agree more. I uh I, I honestly think that Vladar had had way better um, grade A saves and and had just played. I mean, obviously, I know their their uh, their save percentage and and goals against average were were pretty comparable. Yeah, but I feel like like Vladar had more um, more scoring chances against him than than Markstrom did. Huh. Fair enough. Um, I mean, I think Markstrom had a lot of, well, maybe quality shots, but I think Markstrom had more, um, uh, defensive blunders to deal with, um, because he played so much as well, but that like, it's hard to say it. it, I'd have to uh, I'd have to go back and and watch because I was just so disappointed with so much last season. It, it was hard to tell at some points. <laughs> it was hard to yeah. to uh, keep your head up, even sometimes. Um, yeah, absolutely. I mean, he, he started fifty eight games, which I mean, obviously you want your number one to be able to start majority of games, but. I mean, he there's there was no reason for him to have started 58 games last year. Not with how he was playing. No, 
Exactly. Um, well, let's m just start talking about Markstrom then. Because I've got him for more starts than that. But I also have him for playing vastly better, but not as good as he did the year before. I got him for yeah, 61. starting more than 61. 61. You have him for 61, Wolf for 12. So that's 73. So you got Vladar for uh, for nine between the beginning of the season and the trade deadline. I don't think he lasts till I don't think he lasts till the trade deadline. I think he lasts like three, four weeks, five weeks into the season. Yeah. Okay. I think, I mean, it's it's entirely possible. I think uh, somebody's going to come knocking when their when their goalie gets injured. Vladar costs a lot less than Swayman does. Costs a lot less than a lot of the other, you know, a lot of the other goalies out there, backup goalies. Yeah. I, I don't, yeah. And think he could probably be had for a third, which is what we got him for. I think, I mean, we got him for a third and he had played five games. If we let him go for a third, I think, or if we let him go for the same that we got him for, I think that would be a mistake. You think so? Yeah. I mean, like I said, we, we paid a third and, and he had literally had five games in the NHL. Yeah. Um, he looked great in those five games, and then he looked great the next season. But he did he I look did he look great with the eight eight eighty six save percentage? Yeah, I, I watched those. I watched games? him. Uh, I want to say three of those games I watched when uh, he first got into the NHL, and he he did play very well. Um, at least the three I watched. The, the other two could have been absolute shit. I, I don't know because I didn't watch them, but I remember being very impressed with the rookie. Okay. Um, but, you know, the other thing is, is, you know, he had a really good season uh, backing up Markstrom on the season Markstrom almost won the Vesna, And then the next year, yep. Vladar sank just like Markstrom did. So it's not like, not just like he didn't sink as much as Markstrom did, but he, he sank. He wasn't as good as he was the year before, in my opinion. Um, so you never know. But how many starts do you have Markstrom for? Markstrom, I have him uh, slightly less than what he had last year. I have him at 56. 56. See, I, that's what I want is 50 to 56. I, that's what, because, and I want both Vladar and Wolf to split the other ones. But mm. I don't think that's how it's going to work because I think we're going to be in, we're like, I have us being wild card two for the majority of the season. Where you're going to need to play your starter, and he and he's going to play a lot better than he did last year. That that's what I think, anyways. Um, yeah, 
I have, I have for 31 wins. Missing. So. Really? Yeah. So eight more than he got last year. Yeah. 31 wins, 16 losses, seven overtime losses. Which is. I'm sorry, how many games do you have him starting again? 61. Did I do that math incorrectly? No, I just. Um... Just wanted to see how close to 50% of those games you were. So just, so just, uh, just over 50% of the games he's starting, he's winning. Yeah. Well, that's not good. <laughs> um, well, we'll I mean, more 30, than that. 31, 16, what's that? We're gonna need more than that if we're if we're making playoffs. Uh, well, I think we're gonna be second wild card. Like I said, I I, I think yeah. it's gonna be a rough go, but I think we're gonna make it, and then we're gonna pretty much just get embarrassed out of the first round. <laughs> mm-hmm. But um, I don't I I don't think thirty one sixteen and seven is a bad record i think that overtime is a joke but that's besides the point um but i do see him going uh 9 11 save percentage which is vastly better than his last year and and not nearly as good as the year before so (laughs) oh i kind of put it right in the middle there yeah i mean 909 is his Career average, yeah, and he tends to. I don't know if you like if if you look at his his stat line there. For the majority mm-hmm. of his career, he's kind of been bad, good, bad, better, bad, better, bad, better type of thing. Mm-hmm. So I feel like this is the better. I don't think he's going to be better than he was two years ago. I, I think that that's where the ceiling is. <laughs> um, yeah. Aside, aside gonna... from this last season, yeah, that was the only time he was below his average since 2014, 2015. So I do think, yeah, I think he's going to, he's going to bounce back. Um, and I think that nine eleven is enough to, I think nine eleven is probably a six million dollar goalie. Yeah. Yeah. I mean I, I have him getting back to his average as well. Is is what I was thinking. Which is nine ten? Nine oh nine? Uh nine oh nine. Yeah. And I think that both of those numbers would get us into the playoff, especially with um, Wolf and, and Vlidar pulling their weight and getting more wins than losses and you know so I think both of those guys will get more wins like I think all three of our goalies are going to have a winning record this year and I think most of our players are going to do way Toffoli's offense is going to be subsidized throughout the entire lineup because all of the players, all of the forwards that didn't do very well last year are all going to do much better 
like all of them, except mm-hmm. for Kadri, I think is the only one I don't have bouncing back, but he's going to do the exact same. So. Yeah, exactly. I, I don't, I mean, obviously it'll, it'll feel like we're, we're missing offense with the Foley not there, but I mean, like he had a career year too, right? Yep. Paying you know, him would have been sustainable so at his age. Hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. He yeah. is so consistent, but he's also not far away age wise from dropping off a cliff and never returning. So Yeah, agreed. Yeah. Well it's good to be back. Only a couple weeks away from the season from the um preseason starting. So that should be fun. Training can't wait around the corner. I can't wait to. Um, I don't. These projections probably show that I'm pretty high on the team doing a lot better than they did last year, but I don't know if I'm that excited because I would prefer a rebuild or something to that effect, but I'm still excited because I miss hockey. And I love the Flames. And uh, when they do well, and even when they don't, I still want them to win, right? So, I, yeah, I really wanted a rebuild. Like, really, really wanted a rebuild. Yep. But, but is what it is, I guess. Here we are, a couple yep. of weeks away from training camp and pretty mediocre roster. Probably a pretty yeah. mediocre ending. But uh, yeah. here we are again. Jesus. When the <laughs> forward we're all most excited to see is uh, the fourth line right winger. Right? <laughs> I mean, I, I projected most of these guys, you know, way, way more than, than uh, I likely would have previous years. Yeah, I still don't. I still don't have us making playoffs. Hmm. Not I, even I don't, wild card, eh? I mean, maybe. Yeah, I still. I yeah. I still think we we made a huge mistake doing absolutely nothing. Every other, not every other team, but a bunch of other teams got better. Yeah, Coyotes got a lot better, for instance. Mm. Right. Um. Like. Dallas ain't going anywhere. Colorado ain't going anywhere. Mm. Fucking all of you know, St. Louis is the same as they were and probably won't have like a fucking 20 game skid to start the year. So, you know, I I just I I well, think it. I think we'll just squeeze in, but I could totally see us missing by Two, three, four points. Yeah, I think there's there's two teams. Yeah, I think there's one team in our division that didn't get better, and that's San Jose. Anaheim got better. I yeah. don't think they're gonna make the playoffs, but they got better. I don't think. No, exactly. I. But like, are, are they gonna jump over us? Vancouver, I think, 
Vancouver and the Flames are going to be neck and neck for the third or for the second wild card spot with probably St. Louis and Arizona for most of the year. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Which is funny because I I polled the fan base um, and I I think last time I looked, we had a hundred and I think it was a hundred and five votes for uh, uh, us being top three in the Pacific. And we had about 98 votes for being a wild card. And then both of the other options, which were just missed the playoffs and missed the playoffs by a lot, were like way less, which really surprised me considering how miserable the fan base has been all season. They're all off season. Well, I mean, I get it. You know, we were we were told there is gonna be things happening and literally nothing, nothing has happened. I let's try to when does Hannafin get traded? I'm I'm saying uh, I wanna say training camp, but I think it's probably gonna be like three or four weeks in. Same as whenever Vladar, maybe same deal even. I st- I still think Hannafin is a is a a deadline trade. Yeah. Um, I think that's when he when he stands to bring the the best return. Personally, fair enough. Fair enough. Well, hmm. probably call it there and uh, do another episode next week. Yeah. 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 Make We're sure back, baby. We... We're back. Excited for some hockey. Make sure to check us out on Twitter. Our handle's on the screen there at, um, at armchairgm underscore podcast. Sorry, it's X, not Twitter. Whatever. Mike, get it right. Elon yeah. will have your hide. Right. Um, check out yep. the uh, Hockey Podcast Network on Spotify, Apple Music, all that type of stuff. We're on there. And uh, there's shows for most of the teams pretty good content and uh check us out on facebook youtube all that type of stuff smash the like button welcome back hockey welcome back hockey go flames go flames go cheers cheers